0: Hey everyone, I'm Gracie. Welcome to the Grace of a Military Child podcast. The world should know how unique military children are. We may look like normal children on the outside, but we go through some pretty extraordinary circumstances that shape us to the leaders we are today. Keep listening to hear the incredible journey this week's guest has been on. Well, hi, Leah. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. Well, thank you so much for being on. I'm super excited to have you. I know. I'm really excited to be um, talking today about my
1: experiences as a military brat.
0: Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your dad who was in the military and what kind of just an overall experience was that like?
1: So my dad has been in my entire life. Um, He's retiring next year so I'll be out of the house by then. I'll be 22. So my whole childhood was, you know, around the army. He's um, He started off enlisted and then became an officer later on. Um, my whole life, he's been an officer. I've moved 10 different times, and I've lived on base, like on the military bases for most of my life. Until I was about 15, we were pretty much always on base, which I honestly really liked growing up on the military base. It was really safe. And all my friends were there and everyone was in the same boat. And I think it's very different from moving on in the civilian side, just because not all the kids really understand what you're going through. Like, I always thought it was normal to move around every few years until I was a little bit older. And I realized, like, it's not normal. Um, But I personally, I did like moving. There's, of course, it's hard. And there are some moves I really want to do. But in the end, like, I think it helped strengthen me. And I, I loved all the friends that I would make in the new places, too.
0: Yeah. Where all did you move to? Where all did you live?
1: So I was born in Georgia at Fort Gordon. And then, but I was a baby, so I don't remember that. And then we moved to Michigan, like Lansing, because my dad went to school there. So he was a student. and then. West Point, where my brother was born, and then Fort Lewis in Washington, Leavenworth, Kansas, um, Michigan again, he was up at another college up in Kalamazoo, and then San Antonio, Texas, Montgomery, Alabama, and the Northern Virginia, D.C. area, and now we're in South Carolina wow so
0: yeah it's a lot (laughs) (laughs) all in like 15 years I
1: know I always like forget some you know yeah uh, that's all of them
0: yeah do you have like a place that I don't know you feel more is like home or like a favorite place that you've been to
1: I really like San Antonio a lot that was probably one of my favorite places that I've lived um but when people ask me where I'm from I usually say Northern Virginia because that's where I went to high school, and that's where I was last. So I usually just say that. Um, I feel like I had like a lot of like formative years there too. But I think if I had to move back to any of those places, it would probably be San Antonio.
0: San Antonio is the best.
1: It, it is, and I liked Washington too, like Seattle, yeah. like out there. Um, but I was so young; I didn't really remember it as much but I went back this summer for an internship and I loved it so I would move back there I, I never really lived in I don't in my opinion never really lived in like a bad place like I, I did like them all
0: yeah but there's something good about like everywhere you live even if you get like stuck in the middle of nowhere like mm-hmm. you just have to be able to search for you know those little things the that good. make it an area special
1: Exactly, I agree. Like, even Kansas, I'm like, what? Everyone's like, you lived in Kansas? I'm like, yeah, it was actually so fun, though. Like, I loved I loved it there, so.
0: Yeah, and once you get used to an area, like, I mean, it takes a long time for some people to get used to an area, but once you get used to it, it's like, okay, this is actually not that bad. Exactly,
1: and honestly, if it is bad, you're probably going to move in a year or two, so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're not wrong, yeah. Because it's, I mean, you lived in ten different places, and it's like mm-hmm. you don't have much lo- much time in each place. You're in and out more or less. Exactly. Like the longest I've ever lived in a place was three years,
1: except South Carolina right now because I'm in college here. I
0: just I'm at like the three and a half mark. I'm yeah, like, that's the longest I've ever lived anywhere. It's kind of crazy. Are you getting, like, antsy to move again? Honestly, yeah.
1: I've I've kind of been that way. I noticed when I lived in Virginia for high school, we were there for three years. I did my freshman year in Alabama, so the other years were in Virginia. And I remember near the end of, like, senior year, I was kind of, like, ready to move. Like, I didn't—I loved high school. I loved my friends. I didn't want to move, but I was, like, ready. Like, I was like, all right, I've had enough of this area now. Like, I want to move on. And now I'm, like, I love college. Like, it's the best. But I'm kind of, like, also ready to, like, move to a new
0: area and everything. I'm, like, I've done everything I can here. And now it's time to go somewhere new. Exactly. You have to move on. And, you know, the military life is not stability. does not teach you mm-hmm. stability. It teaches you no. to go with the flow. So you have to be able to, like pick up and move on in whatever situation that, you know, is thrown at you.
1: Exactly. But, yeah, I'm excited for what the next chapter holds. But I'm going to obviously enjoy my last few months in South Carolina.
0: Yeah. What kind of things has the military life taught you? Definitely
1: resilience. I think military children are all very resilient because they're able to, you know, pick up everything and start over every few years so and they make the most of it so definitely I think I'm pretty resilient from that and like adaptable too which is like a big strength especially just like as a nurse too we get floated to different floors in clinical and I'm able to like adapt well and even transitioning into college I know like some people some of my friends had like a harder time at first like making friends and just transitioning and I think my experience would have been different if I wasn't a military brat like I feel like moving around helped me transition to college like I was like it's just another move like it was it didn't seem like a big deal to me as much as like some other people did because a lot of people Mm -hmm. you think like spent their whole life in one place so transitioning to college is like their one big move but for me and like other military brats it's like just kind of like another move you do
0: yeah the only thing different about it is like you're by yourself now
1: yeah that yeah and thankfully I'm like (laughs) the oldest and I've always been more kind of independent that's just how I am so that wasn't too bad I was kind of ready to move out honestly. (laughs) but now like that I'm actually entering the adult world I don't want to do it like I don't want to I like to rely on my parents for a little bit but now I'm going to be a real adult, so it's kind
0: of scary. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to have them in, like, you know, the same state as you to be able to Yeah, just... it's
1: kind of crazy. Because my college right now is pretty close to my parents, so I still—I don't really go home that often. But I still, like, can see them when I want. Like, I know they're there. So it's going to be just very different, especially since, you know, I'm joining the military, too. So I could go somewhere super far, and, like, yeah, they'll still be here. I don't know. It's just weird a lot of changes coming
0: (laughs) I know and you never know I mean especially again with the military life like I mean you already know it you can you don't know what to expect half the time no I I
1: have no idea where I'm gonna go
0: but we'll see (laughs) what made you want to join the military
1: so it was always kind of like in like my dad always talked about doing ROTC but he never like forced it on me but it was always kind of in my mind like oh that's an option and so when I was applying to colleges I decided to apply for like some scholarships and I decided I was like you know I'll do like I'll apply for ROTC and I'll see so I ended up getting a three-year scholarship so they paid for three years of my tuition and I mean that alone is hard to turn down just because school is really expensive but my dad was like you don't have to take it um, but try it out. So I went freshman year, and I really liked it a lot. Freshman year, I met like most of my friend. I'm also in a sorority, so I had my sorority friends. But I met a lot of lot of good friends in ROTC. Like I would hang out with them a lot, and we all lived like near each other in the dorms. So we would always hang out and always do things together. And I love like the community we had because when I complain. I mean, I do complain about it sometimes because it yeah. is hard. But when I talk yeah. about it with my roommates or sorority friends, like they don't get it to the full extent as like the other RDC kids. So like, it's like they understand kind of like what you're going through and like the stuff that we have to do that might be different from the normal college student. So I liked having that kind of community, and I just kept doing it because I I liked it. Um, at this point, I'm kind of over it just cuz it's been, you know, 4 years and I'm like all right and like they all the people who run it are military too so they move in and out so like a lot of my like mentors who I had at the beginning are like gone now and I like mm-hmm. the I like the guys who work there now too but I'm just kind of like I need change but I yeah. still like it I like like I said I met my boyfriend in ROTC I have like good friends in ROTC and especially the nurses who are also in ROTC, they like get it because we're, we all have like, you know, weird schedules with clinical and hard subjects to study and ROTC on top of that. So it's nice to have that group too.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's just another community that you have, like you have your, you know, friends in classes and whatever else too, but, you know, it's another group that gets it more than anyone else will.
1: Exactly. And I honestly, I do kind of like the discipline it puts on me. Um, And just like the standards that it sets, like I like to try and hold myself up to those standards. I don't see myself as of right now, staying in the military super long, but my dad also said that. And, you know, he's been in like for 20 plus years. So we'll see. I never know. Maybe I'll go in and love it. Like this summer I did an internship With um, ROTC, I had, like, a nursing internship up at Madigan Army Medical Center, which is one of the hospitals up in Fort Lewis, Seattle area, and I loved it. Like, it was the best experience. It was better than any clinical I've had at school. Not that my clinicals are bad, but this was, like, I had a one-to-one ratio with my preceptor where at school it's, like, six to one, so the attention isn't always on you and it was nice to like I definitely learned like the most skills ever and I was in the ICU which I really liked doing critical care so it was like the best experience so who knows maybe I'll go in the army and like love that and want to do that forever but we'll see I'm keeping an open mind
0: yeah is there a place that you want to like go back to that you lived at before
1: so for medical we all go to San Antonio actually for the first like few months for training so I know for sure I'll be going back there for about three months and I'm really excited I'll be going like late summer early fall most likely so I'm excited to go back to San Antonio and that's also an option on my duty stations so it's ranked pretty high on mine it's in my top five and then also just working this summer over at Madigan in Washington I just I really like that area and I loved it a lot So I put that up pretty high, but the thing I'm a little worried about is the weather because when I used to live there, I was so, I was younger. I was like second grade, first grade. So I don't remember a lot of details, but when I was there this summer, obviously like the weather is beautiful, but it is in Washington on the Pacific coast. So I know it gets really cold and I know it rains a lot other times of the year. So I don't know. I know summer is nice, though. So I <laughs> that if I get there.
0: At least, you know, one, uh, one season of the year is nice. One out of four. exactly.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I love it. It's so beautiful. But now I, I have the weather on my phone. I check it every now and then. I'm like, oh, gosh, it's not like it was this summer. But oh, I yeah. still think it'll be like a... It's going to be a very pretty place no matter what. And I do love a hospital there, too. So if I do get there... I would not be upset. It's ranked very high in my
0: list. Yeah, that's awesome. Those are like, you know, fun places and having been places and then, you know, be able to go back to places is always fun and remembering memories and I know. You know. It's so weird. I haven't
1: I know. been back to Texas like since twenty fourteen, I think. Oh
0: my gosh. Yeah. We went back um March of twenty twenty. And, um, I took my senior pictures there. And so, you know, driving around the base, you know, going past the hospital and driving by our old house and, um, you know, the schools were obviously closed due to the extended summer break or spring break of COVID. (laughs) Um, so we couldn't like, you know, go visit teachers or anything, but we like did pictures in front of the schools too. And so just driving past and like, being at the school was so weird like going back and Mm -hmm. you know remembering everything
1: it's such a weird feeling it's like all this nostalgia hitting you at
0: once I know and you know it's also weird because you know the military life like you know going back to Texas like we knew you guys there you know I had tons of friends there and nobody was there still really like nobody really is there so it's not like you know, out of the military friends, there's no one really to visit back there Mm because everyone has moved. And so, you know, while we had some friends that stayed in Texas and we can visit them, it's weird at the same time. Because it's definitely not the same. It's a whole bunch of different people. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, because like we used to, I mean, you know, Girl Scouts, that was one Mm -hmm. thing, you know, we'd all uh, meet on base and everything. And, you know, everyone's all around the country now, (laughs) more or less. It's so weird to think about, because in your mind, you're kind of like, oh, I moved.
1: But you don't really think about everybody else picking up and leaving.
0: Exactly. Yeah. When I moved from Ohio to Texas, you know, everyone is still in Ohio. Mm -hmm. Everyone is still there. Um, I mean, my dad was reserved, so he didn't, you know, move move around a lot. Um, And nobody... Everybody we knew didn't move around either. So it was like a culture shock. Yeah. And like, you know, going back to Ohio is one thing. Everyone's still there. And then going back to Texas, nobody's still there. It's crazy. It is. It's so weird. But it also, when you think
1: about it, it's good networking. Yeah. You're like, oh, I have a friend in this random
0: state, you know. So it's nice to like have that. Yeah. We have friends all all over literally the world like you know we can go anywhere and we know people yeah it's kind of cool it is really cool mm-hmm. yeah i always think about that i'm
1: like whenever i'm in a new place i'm like do i know anyone who lives here that i can like meet up for lunch or something yeah it's just so such a small world
0: And it's, like, you have, like, a personal tour guide then, too, which is really cool. Exactly. They can, like, tell you what to do, like, where to go and everything. Exactly. When we were in Texas, we we haven't gotten to do it yet, but we met um, a friend. And I was so young that I really don't remember, um, but we met a friend who lives in Germany now and, you know, has lived in Germany. Like, she's German, so she went back to Germany And so she lives in Germany now. And so it's like, okay, one day when we go to visit Germany, like we can go visit and, you know, see old friends. And um, I mean, it's just my parents ended up going to Scotland in 2015 um, to do like, I don't know what you call it. It's not really a race, but they call it the Scottish yomp and it's. There's, like, a bronze, silver, and gold, like, level of it. And it's – the gold, I believe, is 56 miles through the Scottish Highlands. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it's, like, a hike, more or less. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the bronze is, like, 20-something, and then I think the silver is, like, 36. So it's pretty intense. And so my parents went and did it with um, – Some military friends from the States, and they met um, people in Scotland. And so when we went to Scotland, we went and we were able to visit these friends that they made in Scotland, and they were able to show us around. And, you know, we didn't have to rely on, like, an Uber or a taxi or anything like that because they could drive us around, and, you know, we could hang out with them too. Right. It is. It's such good networking, especially when they go to cool places like that. Like, that you, like, want to yeah. visit. Exactly. And, you know, they know all, like, the hidden details of the mm-hmm. places where, you know, going over there, it's like, okay, well, you can go see the castle. You can go, you know, see this. or But they're like, oh, no, you don't want to see that. You want to see that. And, right. you know, you have to go to this place. Like, one of our favorite parts— you know, besides going and seeing all the Harry Potter stuff oh, that we that's did. So cool. <laughs> which was so cool. It was yeah, it was amazing. Um, but like going to their version of Walmart was literally the best. Really? They literally have Ozda instead of Walmart, and it literally has like the same like Walmart star logo mm-hmm. and everything. It's just so much cleaner and nicer than Walmart. I also heard like McDonald's in foreign countries are so different. Oh yeah. Really? Uh, we went so my parents went before we all went as family, and so they went over there and um, they ate at McDonald's and on the kids menu, they had um, fish sticks. Oh my gosh, really? And so when we went over there, it was on Kaylee's like bucket list to go and eat the fish sticks at McDonald's. That's so funny. And you know, like how you have to pay for each barbecue sauce packet. Mm-hmm. They have it in the big pumps, like the oh, ketchup really? pumps.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard they're like nicer outside. They of are. The US. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have like. I mean, I like McDonald's every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I was one of the ones who, when they came out with the 50th anniversary, like Happy Meal toys for Disney. Right. I ate there like twice a week. Maybe probably more to try and get all of these toys. And so, you know, since then, I've kind of been over McDonald's. But I Mm -hmm. will still eat there every once in a while. I'm not against it or anything. But going overseas to another McDonald's in another country is so different. Mm -hmm. It's like so much healthier. Yeah, I would prefer to eat there over anything. It's so crazy. Yeah. And I mean, you don't think of that stuff like unless you're an avid traveler, like going to a different country every week or something like you don't think about that stuff because you're Mm -hmm. just so accustomed to what's here. Yeah.
1: Like I've only ever lived in the U.S. and like I've never really been out of the country. So when I do, like I'm not going to know anything. But it's nice because I also know people in Germany and like Europe.
0: So I'm definitely going to have to yeah. like text them for advice. It's like I'm going to be so lost. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so weird over there like, you know, over here you really don't take public transportation. You don't take the uh buses out anywhere like the city buses. Mm-hmm. Well, in Scotland, everyone takes the buses everywhere. Right. Nobody it's like drives. A big Europe
1: thing. It's like Yeah, doing public transportation. Yeah, I don't know why America's not
0: really on that yet
1: there's not really reason not to be
0: yeah I always like you know see it and I'm like it looks shady like it doesn't look safe and then over there it's like just normal that everyone mm-hmm. you know takes the public transportation right and I mean we've got like you know DC area the metro you know subways are everyone every you know and oh Om- most every big city and stuff. Um, but I mean, that's really it when it comes to our public transportation. Everyone drives themselves or, you know, does whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: And wait, where are you living right now? Can you say? In Cape Coral, Florida. I thought you were in Florida. So, that's Southwest really cool. Florida. Yeah, we're about like um, two mile or two hours away from Tampa. Um, three from Orlando, and two two from Fort Lauderdale, like two and a half, three hours from Miami, depending on where in Miami you want to go. Okay, yeah. I thought you were in Florida. That's really cool. Do you like it there? Yeah. I do. It took me forever to get used to it. Really? Um, Is it different yeah, from it's Texas? it's so different, like... I mean, because I only lived in Ohio and Texas. Right. So it was like, you know, it took me a while to transition from Ohio to Texas. And then it took me a while to transition, like, Texas to here, like, three years. Mm -hmm. And so I, like, literally hated it here for so long. I was like, I'm going back to Texas. My parents almost sent me on a flight back to Texas by myself because I was, like, so done with it here. here. And so, um, but once I got used to it, you know, I really loved it and I'm still here. Um, my college is only about 45 minutes away. So I still live at home as of right now. Oh, that's I'm nicer. considering moving out, but <laughs> moving closer to campus because, you know, 45 minutes is still a tough drive every mm-hmm. once in a while. That's like my but, college in my yeah. like, family's house. Yeah. So it's not like so far.
1: But mm-hmm. it's far
0: as to, you know. I'll be up there four days a week, three, three or four. I'm still waiting on like That's a lot my of gas schedule. Money. Exactly, and gas is expensive right now, and you know it's going down hopefully. But gas is expensive, and you know it takes a lot of time out of your day just mm-hmm. driving back and forth. So I've I've loved it so far, though. Just Good. being, being close resilient. Now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah resilience and discipline because when I come home, you know, after driving, you know, almost two hours and then, you know, having class or whatever, I come home and I'm like, I don't want to do any work. I'm done. I'm done exactly. for the day. And then you have to do the work because it's due like that night or the next day or something. And, yeah. You really have to be disciplined some days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, what kind of... I guess, traits do you think that other military kids have, or like yourself, that, you know, civilians don't have that they haven't experienced yet?
1: I would say um, flexibility is a big one. And I'm I'm sure, you know, civilians have this as well. But not, I don't really know if it's like to the extent as a lot of military kids do, because even like, mom and dad leaving, you know, mom or dad. Going overseas, like they don't know what that's like. You have to change your whole routine, like, especially when you're like a child and there's one parent in the household, like they have to do rides for everybody, and like it just affects the whole household. It's not just like someone's gone, like, it affects every individual in that household. And then also, just with moving again, like you have to be flexible and like things might change. Like, when I moved in the I moved after my freshman year of high school, and that was like it was just hard because some of my transcripts didn't transfer and so I had to like retake classes or like some of my classes that I took freshman year didn't count it was just such a pain to like deal with but I mean it all worked out I graduated on time and everything it was just like could have been easier it could have been like better if they accepted them or if like my old school was like in line with my new school but you just have to be flexible and honestly too like being optimistic and like looking at the bright side like I remember moving, and I'd be like really sad. And then I remember I would like tell myself, I'm like, well, this happened last time, but then in like two months or like whatever, once school starts in your new place, like you're going to have all these new friends. And like that happened like every time, you know, like it is sad leaving all your old friends. But then once I feel like you start school and get settled, you have to kind of put yourself out there. I think that's a big thing that not everybody really knows, um, and every kid is different, like, my siblings and I are all different, but I always would put myself out there a lot, and that's how you, like, kind of have to, like, start forming friendships, even if you end up, like, not being friends with those people, because sometimes at the beginning, you're friends with people you might not, like, stay friends with and meet other people through them, but I think just putting yourself out there and being confident in yourself is, like, a big key to, like, moving and, like, approaching new situations
0: yeah because if you're not you know confident in who you are then it's like you can't really meet friends because you're you know you're at that point where you're kind of going to be more concerned about yourself than you know meeting other people
1: and as you get older too I notice like not like every not in elementary school people are all going to come up to the new kids and talk to mm-hmm. them. But I feel like as you get older, like they don't really care, you know. Like yeah. they're not all gonna be like, Oh my gosh, a new kid. They're gonna be like, Oh yeah, we got a new kid, whatever. Like they're not gonna be like bending over backwards to try and make friends with you. At least in my experience, that's what I've noticed. But so you really have to like put in the effort too. Like my dad would always tell me, like, to have a friend you've gotta be a friend, which like
0: right. definitely true. Did you ever move somewhere where you had like, I forget what they called them in Texas or, you know, everywhere calls them differently, but kind of like a student to help guide Mm -hmm. you around the first day? Yeah, I think in Texas,
1: honestly, I think I had one in middle school through seventh grade when I moved to Texas and maybe when I was younger, but Not in high school or anything, because I went to more civilian schools in high school.
0: So they don't really...
1: And that's another thing, is, like, going to the military, like, base schools or, like, schools where there's a lot of military kids versus civilians. It's, like, a total different um, transition, like, moving to Alabama for me. I went to, like, a private school, because there's no high school on post, and it was just, it was probably the most difficult transition just because they didn't get it completely. And they'd been together since preschool and I'm like an outsider. And there's two other new kids, but one of them had like grown up in the area and knew them all. And then one was from like Florida. So we were like stuck together a lot, but it was a total different transition. Like they don't really have those like programs where someone's like your wingman kind of, and helps you out. Yeah. Yeah, so that was probably my hardest transition just because they don't get it. And it wasn't super easy to, like, make friends with a group of people who, you know, have been friends for, like, 10-plus years, like, their whole lives. So I think I personally liked going to the military schools a lot because everyone was in the same boat. There are constantly kids going in and out, and it was such an easy transition for me, at least, to, like, go in there. Because there would be, like, 10 other new kids in my, like, class, you know.
0: Yeah. Every year, you know, you have this, like, turnover rate that, you know, people come in, people come out. And, you know, it's just military kids are more accustomed to be able to make those friendships to be welcoming and, you know, have that, like, wingman person to help guide you around, where as civilian schools, it's like, oh, you're new? Like, what is it like to be new? Like, you know, we're not used to a new kid. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And even just with, like, deployments, too. Like, I, like, I'm so glad that I went to a military school during the time my dad was away because, like I said, everyone knows, everyone gets it. We had, like, a program at my um In Kansas, when I was there, that's when my dad was deployed. And it was, like, fifth grade, maybe. And we had, like, a little club, like, hearts apart. Like, you know, your hearts are apart from each other. Right. And we would meet every now and then and, like, talk. And they'd have fun activities. And, like, the school counselors would, like, encourage you to come in if your parents were deployed. Like, I would talk to mine about it. And it's just, like, I know if I went to a civilian school, it would just be like different you know like no one would really acknowledge it probably so it's nice to have like that built-in support system especially at such a young age where you don't really even know what's going on yourself
0: yeah and you just have to kind of adapt with the situation and kind of figure it out and if you don't have you know like those groups to be able to lean on and talk to like I had a group um in Texas, that was for, like, specifically wounded warriors, and mm-hmm. um, like children. And so it was definitely, you know, important to have that. Like, I was in sixth grade when I – well, like, fifth sixth grade when I had that group. So it was very important to have, like, you know, people to rely on, people who were going through the same situation I was or a very similar one, and people who actually – like, the counselors and stuff who were there, like, they wanted to understand and they wanted to help you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Especially being a kid. Like, you know, that's a big change for your life. Like, normal kids don't go through that. They don't know how to cope. So having that is, like, so nice and I think, like, beneficial,
0: too. Yeah. And, like, you know, talking to the lady who led it, um, like, now she's, like, I had so many different groups, like, for kids who are deployed, for kids, like, who were just struggling in general, for new kids, for, um, you know, transitioning and things like that. So it's, like, this is really important to have. And, you know, even for these DOD schools um, or the schools that are off post, like, it's so important to have, like, because there is typically a large Um, portion of military kids right outside of post for the families who choose to put their kids in a public school rather than an on post school Mm -hmm. and so they just don't have that and so a lot of kids who are civilian are unaware of you know why kids are moving in and out and things like that especially at a young age yeah yeah it's definitely like nice just
1: having that and I'm very thankful that I spent most of like my elementary and middle school years in that environment too. Um high school was a little different, but I ended up really liking it in Virginia. I thought it like I had a great high school experience and also that's like Northern Virginia DC area so many military people are there so there's still a ton of like I wasn't the only one. So it was like a public yeah. school, but then there's a lot of like military or like parents who work for the government and had to move so that was nice. But I definitely, I I like that environment as opposed to just going into a random new school and being the only new kid.
0: I'm yeah. i fan of that. <laughs> I don't think anyone's a fan of that. No. It's the worst transition. It's definitely just harder. Yeah.
1: But I ended up having a good year in Alabama.
0: Yeah. I will say like, you know, when I was in Ohio and went to like a public school and I moved you know, nobody really understood that I was, like, moving. They're all like, mm-hmm. oh, when are you going to be back? I'm like, I'm not coming no. back. I'm like, like, bye. <laughs> this is it. Like, and I was in fourth grade, so, you know, cell phones weren't really a thing and mm-hmm. texting and things like that. That was not around. Um, but, you know, looking back, it's like, well, they didn't really understand the military life and what comes with it. Mm-hmm.
1: That's another thing is, like, staying in touch. Like you said, when you're younger, you don't have, like, a cell phone. Sometimes I wish, like, I stayed in touch with kids who I was, like, friends with when I was younger. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: it is nice now. Social media has definitely made such a big difference. Like, I'm still, you know, following people who I haven't seen in years. So, yeah, it's, like, it's nice to have, like, the social media and everything. And I remember being a kid and, like, writing letters to my friends. And, stuff. and, like, some, of, a lot of my friends from, like, Kansas, third, fourth, and fifth grade, I'm still good friends with, like, my best friend. I met her in fourth grade. And we still see each other every now and then. Like, her sister's just visited me at school. So it's nice to have that, like, relationship still.
0: Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people view, like, social media and stuff as a bad thing. Which mm-hmm. it, it is. Yeah. It, it can be if you... <laughs> If you don't do it right, then it really can be. But, like, for the military community, it's so beneficial. Or, Mm -hmm. I mean, not even just military, but, like, families who, you know, are constantly moving for whatever reason. You know, it's really beneficial to have that where you can just be like, okay, what's your Instagram or what's your Snapchat or whatever it may be and, you know, friend someone. And then, you know, you never really lose touch
1: Mm-hmm. And it's always cool to go on, like, Instagram and see, like, mutual friends and it's like, oh my gosh, I oh, know yeah. this person and they're like, oh, I lived with them in, like, second grade like, oh, she was my best friend last year or something. I think that's always, yeah. like, super fun and, like, it's really funny when that happens. Like, my best friend in Virginia, she was my next-door neighbor and her one of her best friends had moved to Pennsylvania And had become, like, friends with one of, like, a mutual friend that I had. And so she told her, she was, like, oh, this girl just moved in. And they realized we were, like, two doors down from each other. It was just so weird. Like, we were all friends in, like, a weird web. But it was, yeah, it was really fun. Because we'd all, like, visit each other and everything.
0: Yeah, and the military world is, like, so small that, you know, everyone just knows each other and you know, even if you haven't met them personally yet or whatever, you know, most likely someone you know knows them and, you know, those mutual friendships.
1: Even I went to, like, camp this summer, like, um, my cadet summer training for ROTC in Fort Knox, and, you know, every cadet in the country goes there. So I made a lot of new friends. And, like, even that, it's, like, it's just such a small world. Like, I had a friend, one of the guys in, like, California – And we were, like, pulling security or whatever together and just talking. And he mentioned the name of someone who I knew when I was, like, in second grade. I'm like, what the heck? Like, (laughs) he's doing ROTC now, too, I guess. But I'm like, this is so weird. And, like, it's also nice to stay in contact with those people from, like, being in the military, like, that standpoint. Because I'm sure I'll definitely see some of them again. Um, Especially because a lot of the boys in my platoon are, like, infantry or armor. So, they'll all be Mm -hmm. going to Fort Benning, Georgia after graduation for a few months. And, like, my boyfriend just got armor, so he'll be at Fort Benning, too. So, if I visit, like, I'll probably see kids I went to camp with. So, it's nice to, like, have those
0: connections, too. So yeah. Yeah, and it's really cool to be able to meet different people of different backgrounds. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of them don't have a military background themselves. So it's nice to kind of hear different stories and different experiences.
1: Mhm. It is, yeah, because a lot of them don't have a military background. You're totally right. But it's just cool because, like, we are so close. I mean, we're together literally 24-7, like, all the time. Um, yeah. So you get so close to them because you're kind of forced to so it's it's nice though because it was kind of sad when I left like I was kind of I've camp isn't like super fun but I was kind of sad like graduating I was like oh I'm gonna really miss these people like I've been with them non-stop and a lot of them like we didn't even get to really say bye because like after our little graduation they're like just forcing us on buses like whatever um but I was like damn that's kind of sad just like not saying bye to them but it's so nice to have social media and be able to text them and like we all texted when we got our job choices and everything so it's nice to have that like connection still with them and we'll all, I'll always remember them as like the people I went to camp with and my dad even told me like he ran into a guy he went to camp with like two years ago or something like ran into him at some random army installation and he saw the name and he was like hey and he's like oh my gosh like they remember each other yeah and even when i was at camp like one of the first nights you know i'm scared i did not want to be there but i'm <laughs> in the dining facility and i see this kid who looks really familiar and he's like leah i'm like parker and it was a kid from texas i haven't seen him since seventh grade and like yeah. we just saw each other and did like deep back. i'm like oh my gosh So it's cool to have that, too, like, seeing people I already knew. It was pretty cool to see him because we were, like, good friends in Texas and haven't seen each other in, like, 10 years.
0: Yeah, and, like, even if you don't keep in contact with these people, it's, like, it could be 10 years and not a second has gone by. Exactly. It's always nice to have that connection, too. Yeah. You always have someone to, like, fall back on or – you know be like hey i need something and you know always there for you mm mm-hmm. yeah so the last question i always ask is what advice would you give to another military child
1: um shoot that's a hard question <laughs> i would say like i said earlier um especially if you're moving or even if you're not going to like if you're just going to college or somewhere new I think my number one thing is definitely just put yourself out there and be a friend to others. You can't expect someone to just want to be best friends with you because they might not even know you. I think you really have to stay true to yourself, though. Don't change just to be cool, whatever's cool at that school or wherever you are. Be true to yourself and put yourself out there and, I mean,
0: people will be attracted to you for your heart. Yeah. That's really important. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being on and sharing your of course. story. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This is a really cool podcast. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Grace of Military Child podcast. If you enjoyed listening, don't forget to follow, like, share, subscribe, review, and comment. You can also follow us at Grace of a Military Child podcast on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more podcast-related content. If you or someone you know is a military child who would like to be on the podcast, please send us a message to one of our social media platforms, or you can send an email to grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. Tune in next Thursday to hear another incredible journey.